Live from Naples, this is The Morning Break with Jane Ritter. Good morning, everyone, and may the force be with you. Today is International Star Wars Day. Thinking of you, coming to you live from Naples. This morning, I'm talking to Giovanni Licata from International House in Rome. Giovanni is going to tell us about his career and his life as Head of Teacher Training. Live from Naples, this is The Morning Break with Jane Ritter on Teachers Talk Radio. Tune in live at ttradio.org or to join in the conversation, download the Podbean app and search Teachers Talk Radio. Follow the hashtag TT Radio. Tune in, talk it out with Teachers Talk Radio. Good morning, everyone. Uh, as I said, another lovely sunny day here in Naples. And I've actually just got back from Venice. Um, I had a fabulous weekend at the Equals Conference uh, presenting for the first time face to face, um, an extraordinary adventure. Um, wonderful to be back in the ELT world, um, interacting with people and and chatting to them, and it was a really, really lovely time. Um, and it is now becoming the conference season, and I'll hopefully be talking to Giovanni a little bit later on about the upcoming IATEFL conference, one that I'm really sad I'm missing because I really would have loved to have gone, but um, unfortunately it's um, not quite the right time of the year for me as that is the last week for my uni students and they will be doing exams and um, and chatting. Um, obviously they will need me to be around if I went off on a conference. Um, it wouldn't be particularly appropriate. So if you feel like phoning in, um, please do. Perhaps you'd like to have a conference question or a conference comment. Um, tell us if you are going to IATEFL this year and um, what you plan to get out of the experience. Moving along, I'm just going to tell you a little bit about Giovanni. I'm quite curious to chat to him. Um, he is head of teacher training at International House in Rome, um, Academia Britannica Rome. Um, I have a very soft spot for um, International House Rome. That's where I did my Delta and it, it set me off on my um, career as um, a teacher. That was when I felt I became a real teacher, so to speak. Um, Giovanni is a CELTA and a DELTA tutor, so um, he's going to also tell us a little bit about CELTA US style <laughs> when he joins the studio. Um, Giovanni, it looks like, is having a bit of trouble joining us. Um, I'm just going to send a little message to him. Perhaps, Giovanni, if you try turning off your phone and turning it back on, that would be great. You may find that everything just resets. And I'm going to keep talking. <laughs> so what did I do in Venice? I went to Venice, um, if anyone's familiar with the uh, association called Equals, um, it is very international. It's not just about English. Um, it's also about other languages. And it was lovely to connect with um, a very old colleague from the Spanish Institute that I worked with several years ago. Um, she works for the Cervantes Institute. Antonia, if you're listening, hello. I hope you got back home safely. And she's now working for the Cervantes in Madrid, dealing with their Spanish qualifications. So if any of you are teaching <coughs> Spanish, you may be very familiar with the DELE exams. Um, she looks after that in Madrid and knowing her, she would do an excellent job. <clears throat> Moving along. <laughs> um, as I said, I was presenting and I was presenting about, uh, I suppose, life beyond the hybrid classroom. 
certainly we've gone through um, a lot of change due to the pandemic and have obviously taken on board a lot of of new resources, new ways of assessing. And I hope that a lot of what we have achieved during lockdown and obviously they're moving on to the hybrid class classroom, we will keep. And <laughs> here we go. He's back again. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> See, Giovanni, I told you, Giovanni, hello. Hello. Um, I told you it would work. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Wonderful to have you here. I made it. I made it. Yeah. It's a slow lane, but I made it. Well, well, you have you can you can be fast at some things and and slower <laughs> at others. <laughs> now you can just right, breathe yeah. a sigh of relief because you're here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's quite interesting, isn't it? Because you're just up the road from me. Giovanni's in Rome. Yeah. I'm in Naples, and I rem I was reflecting on when I did my Delta in International House Rome, I remember sort of getting up at like half past five in the morning, getting on a six o'clock intercity train wow. to get to Rome. But now we can just, you can get there in an hour. It's fantastic, isn't it? Yeah, I think, yeah, 50 minutes maybe in your out to station, right? Station to station is probably less than an hour. Definitely. So. I mean, sometimes they say an hour and 10. Yeah. So that if there is a little bit of a delay or yeah. something, you know, yeah. one of the one of the platforms is blocked they can get around it but usually they get in under an hour yeah so it is life in the fast lane isn't it Giovanni yeah <laughs> tell us can you I, I haven't yeah. said everything about you um good and I, <laughs> <That's> good <news. laughs> um, I'd just love you if you could start by telling us a little bit about mm -hmm. your your career in in EFL, how you got started, because you okay, you come from a slightly different background, which I yeah, think very. Is, don't yeah. tell me. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was just going to say very different. Um, I um, I kind of fell into teaching. I think a lot of people, a lot of teachers, a lot of EFL teachers say that they fell into teaching, but I literally did. As um, I was, and quite late. Maybe now we're kind of revealing a secret. <laughs> but quite late in my life, I uh, I was 33, and I um, I was living in Rome and uh, just working in the show business. I guess I mean it was um, you know acting and directing uh, shows, uh, and um, and also working for um, radio actually. Uh, so which is quite wow. interesting. I'm, I'm happy really? to be back alive. Yeah, 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 yeah. and. Um, so uh, I kind of, oh, I kind of, someone's just, someone's just popped in to say hello to you, I think, Giovanni. Ooh, oh, yeah. Yes, hello. Yes. This is Robin here. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> hello. Hi, a friend, a friend from abroad. Yes, so wonderful. I'm just, just wanted to say hello. So I'm just here all ears. <laughs> <laughs> We'll get you back now, up. Now, yeah. Mute yourself oh, for now, Robert, and um, we'll definitely get you back in the conversation in a second. <laughs> no worries, no worries. Just wanted to say hello. Wonderful to be here. Bye. So nice to hear from him. Um, yeah. So I I I bumped into uh, someone who was teaching English at the time, and I was a bit um, I think frustrated with the uh, theater scene here in Rome. Mm -hmm. um, and I thought I need a break from, I need a break from these people. <laughs> and I decided to just randomly take the Celta course. So I literally started the Celta course, not knowing anything about teaching, not a thing, not a thing, <laughs> not a thing. I, 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 yeah, I did not know what the present perfect continuous was. <laughs> so I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know how I survived, but I did. I, I, I did take the semi-intensive course. So that's how I started. And, and then I really kind of fell in love with that. I, can, I, I, I think I'm in love with any kind of profession that um, includes uh, communicating with people, spending time with people, talking to people. Mm. Um, yeah, so I, I fell in love with it, and that's how I started. 
How fantastic. Did, did I answer your question? Yeah, you did. Yep. Um, <laughs> but, and then <laughs> yeah. you, you began teaching at International House or how did yeah. you? Yeah, right away. I was actually in Venice. I heard that you were talking about Venice. I was yeah. um, in Venice for my winter break and um, I got a call from uh, the manager at the time, Gaby, and Gaby just called me and she said, uh, we would like to offer you a job. And and so I went in for a job interview and I started working, I think, a month after my salsa course there. Uh, they offered me a job. Wow. So, yeah. So it was it was really interesting. And, um, um, you know, I, because I, I didn't expect um, to be starting so quickly. I guess I wasn't expecting that. And then it just became, you know, more and a, a bigger and bigger part of my life as the months rolled on. So it was um, interesting. And then I, uh, and it, then I, I think I took Delta a year and a half later. Um, that is quite soon afterwards, isn't it? Yes. Yes. I remember interviewing for Delta and I remember when the interviewer asked me, you know, when I'd done my Delta, I said, well, I think, you know, December 20, 2009 and they were quite, shocked that I was attempting that and um yeah so I took Delta and finished it and trained up to become a salsa trainer uh I think before submitting module three so I was <laughs> when I when I'm into something I I kind of want to do it quickly <laughs> that is very that is um a fast a fast switch yeah. but um yeah <laughs> brilliant yeah yeah I love that I mean and um and um yeah, I guess I guess I'm the kind of person who's always looking for the next challenge, and I think Robert, who's following us, uh, can relate to that. So, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Robert, <laughs> he's just got another MA. <laughs> yes, 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 I, I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> I need to be busy with something. So yeah, and so at at International House, you look after mm-hmm. the teacher training department. Yeah, now I which, do. Yes, which is quite a big operation. Um, for perhaps for listeners who are are new, um, do you want to just tell us a little bit about what happens there? Because it's been around for a very long time. It's been training yeah. for a long time. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, the school is the third oldest international house school in the world. So it's um, I, I, it was born in 1960. Mm-hmm. So, um, and it has been, you know, teacher training center, you know, since the beginning and, and, you know, with Salta, I think before Salta had a different name, uh, but. It um, did. I've got, I've got one of them actually. It's a, yeah. it's a it was a C-Tefla. <laughs> yeah. And then. And, it and did have another name before that as well. Exactly. And it was exactly. D-Tefla. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so yeah, so uh, International House Rome has been, you know, um, delivering teacher training courses uh, from the very beginning. But uh, I think, yeah, it's a big operation. And it's interesting to hear you say that because um, it is a big operation, I guess. But we also have a very strong team. Mm-hmm. So um, we have, you know, we, we had six, seven resident trainers up until a year ago. Um, so then a few, you know, retired or, you know, left the school, but, um, but it is a big, you know, resident team and that makes it really easy for me, mm-hmm. um, to, to, and I don't, you know, in a way I don't run the show on my own. I see myself as, you know, maybe exactly like a theater director, but then, you know, all the actors are there doing the job. So, but quite so easy. Going, going back to your, your acting background. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But um, you you haven't mm-hmm. just worked in in Rome. Um, no, because before when, when I trained up as a as a trainer as a, as a sales trainer, um, right soon after that, I decided I'm that um, I would travel each summer to a different center. Um, I so that was in 2012, and then starting from 2012 which was the first year I trained up. So probably starting from 2013, I started traveling to a different center every summer uh, because I am, again, like, I think, you know, it is important to, to explore different contexts, to see how things are done 
you know, in different uh, countries or by different trainers, by different Delta centers or Delta centers. Um, and I think it's just important to communicate and, and relate to different people. So um, yeah, so I started traveling mainly through the U.S. and Asia uh, mm-hmm. and um, U.S., of course, because it's, um, you know, where I come from. So it was easier to, to get employed. And, and find centers, you know, that would uh, that were looking for, you know, uh, trainers that could work there, and um, and Asia because I love uh, Asia in general. So yeah, yeah, yeah so you, so mm-hmm. I think it's it's quite interesting, isn't it? When um, there's been there's obviously quite a continuous debate at the moment about the non-native speaker teacher mm-hmm. and um, it, I always find it really curious because your your name is Italian. Mm-hmm. I can remember mm-hmm. when I was working at the British Council and I'd have mm-hmm. um, you know, a teacher from London with a very mm-hmm. Italian name mm-hmm. <laughs> and parents are going, hey, is this person? And yes, mm-hmm. they are. Um, you're, you're obviously of Italian origin. Is that, mm-hmm. um, is your yeah. family my, here my or dad, well my dad is um full-blown italian my dad is a romano real roman guy uh <laughs> and uh my mom's family is of italian descent so i mean my mom was born and raised in the u.s but she also comes from an italian background mm-hmm. um although these two cultures are quite different the italian culture and the italian american culture are really different um, but it's interesting what you were saying about the name is so interesting because if, um, I always find that as a very, when I, when I'm asked that question, yeah. uh, I always find that a really interesting question because if people, you know, actually, um, you know, travel to LA or, you know, or California or New York or, you know, Miami, they would find out that, um, you know, John or Robert are not, um, uh, you know, or Steve are not common names and, you know, perhaps, you know, Juan and Giovanni and Roberto are much more common. <laughs> much more so, common. <laughs> it's, um, uh, yeah. I think, I think that the most popular uh, name in the County of LA is Juan. It's got to be Juan rather than, you know, any other English uh, name. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, definitely more than John. Yes. Yeah. And Giovanni is actually quite high <laughs> because a lot of Giovanni is a very popular um, uh, name in Mexico mm. because of the Pope. Wow. <laughs> so, there yeah. You go. There you go. And so it wasn't that exotic. <laughs> <laughs> when we were chatting, when we were chatting mm-hmm. before the show, you mentioned Celta U.S. style, mm. um, and I found that really curious. Um, what would mm-hmm. you say would be? the difference between a, a European CELTA and a CELTA mm. US style? They're completely different experiences. It's like um, going out for dinner in Italy <laughs> versus going out for dinner in New York or LA. Um, I think, you know, first of all, it's like, you know, wherever I've trained um, on CELTA courses, um, you know, the experience has been different. I should say that, um, you know, Asia or, you know, Europe or, you know, or different centers in Europe or um, mm. the U.S. But in the U.S., I think um, because of our educational system, um, I think the the flow of the of the course is quite different. It's <clears throat> there is a different approach to um, to tutorials, for example, or to the way you communicate with your tutors. Uh, mm-hmm. I think, um, you know, some, not just CELTA, but I think in general, the ELT world can be quite Eurocentric in the way it views, for example, essays or assignment writing or, um, you know, communication between, you know, the teacher and uh, so the tutor and the trainee. Um, so, you know, US, <laughs> the CELTA US style is a a different experience which I actually had to adapt to because I had only trained in Europe at that point and I've also been a trainee uh, on European you know on European courses Mm. so I I I had to reassess I remember for example one of the first things that was really interesting which of course I'd forgotten about the U.S. but 
right, you know, after, you know, when I, uh, during my first course, um, I, I had to tell a trainee, you know, I had to give him action points, uh, you know, for his lessons, like you do on Salsa courses. And they came up to me, this was after the first lesson, the lesson was absolutely fine. And I told him, but he came up to me after his uh, feedback and he said, okay, if you think I'm not going to pass the course, you need to tell me. And, you know, I'm going to do everything positive to pass the course. I'm like, no, chill. No, no, no. Not, nothing like that sort is happening. <laughs> I just gave you action points. <laughs> because you, um, because yeah. you, you need to. I can I actually course. sat in Venice at, at the conference. I, I, um, the session before mine was talking about giving feedback to CELTA trainings, mm -hmm. and it was fascinating. Mm -hmm. But exactly that, um, the fact that, I think perhaps we can't explain everything to a CELTA trainee when they join no. us. But no. if you've got someone who's doing well, we want to push them to do even better and they can't quite mm -hmm. get that. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I think if you've never been on a training course, um, it, it takes a while to tune in. It's very different from a, you know, like a university module course. It's like if you've been on, you know, if you've been to, you know, perform, performing arts school like myself or, uh, or nursing school, you know what you're, um, uh, what you're signing up for. If you haven't, mm -hmm. you need to find out. Yep. And it, I think in that CELTA is quite unique, isn't it? Yeah. Would you say Southeast Asia is, is similar? Um, I, I, I don't know. I mean, there's so many different, different countries. It's a very difficult country, uh, you know, question because there's so many different countries there. I, I would say my experience there was really rewarding because I worked in, uh, Cambodia and I was, um, you know, basically helping the school there set up their first, uh, CELTA courses. So mm -hmm. I am, I really enjoyed working there and, um, uh, but it was, it was, it was different in the sense that, again, you need to adapt to the context and even just the students uh, and the trainees, of the, teachers, the teaching practice students and the trainees alike, um, you know, live in a different context than yours. Um, for example, you know, you need to adapt to the fact that sometimes people may not be able to come back from their lunch breaks because there was a, you know, a monsoon or heavy rains, you know, so <laughs> yeah, really, and that literally happened during my course, you know, we had to, you know, postpone seminars by an hour because nobody was able to walk across the road. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh, wow. Mm. That's taking me back to my, to the summer schools that I used to do in Hong Kong and we would sort of mm -hmm. pray for black rain <laughs> so that we didn't have to go into class. <laughs> <laughs> Things like that. <laughs> um, but that was we were teaching. We weren't. Um, we weren't trying to manage a training course. That must have been um, extraordinary. And obviously, yeah. you have to demonstrate quite a lot of um, a lot of flexibility. And I think um, looking. So you, I mean, it, it's been a fast career, um, <laughs> but it's also been. Um, varied and it sounds mm. fascinating um is is this what prompted you to to get into um inclusive materials writing what 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 started that um that i think came from um i guess it came from uh well it came from two things i'm thinking about it now but i think it came from two things one is i think it came from my background in in theater because <clears throat> one of the things that i that i focus on in shows and the, the you know the last shows that i directed before um my you know starting my lt career and, and even like you know just recently because i continued you know directing some shows and in realm um, uh, w one thing that I've really focused on in all of my shows that I think I'm obsessed with is, uh, anything, uh, that, that, that is unexplored or that, uh, is lacking in, in the world around us. And I, and I immediate, and one thing I immediately noticed was that materials, course book materials are, um, quite polished. 
<laughs> I'm trying to be diplomatic here. So they're, uh, they're, uh, you know, they, they, they lack in, <clears throat> I would say, inclusive representation, uh, generally speaking, because they need to be quite neutral. Mm-hmm. And, and that's something that really fascinated me. And my partner is also a researcher and, um, and I think that really helped, you know, the conversations at home that we would have about materials and, and, you know, not, and the LGBT community, for example, uh, being heavily underrepresented in materials. Um, that's what really prompted uh, my interest. And that's when, <clears throat> you know, after a while I joined, well, I took an MA, like Robert Martina style. Uh, and really, really fast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because what do you do after Delta? Get bored. So, um, and so I, I did that. And the year I got married, actually, so I don't know what possessed me to do that, but I handed in my dissertation. Well, you just student. had to do lots of things really quickly, didn't you? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, um, and my dissertation was on that, was on writing materials that would be LGBTQ inclusive, which is where, when I met um, the Ipensensig Ip that I then joined, uh, mm. the Ayatafel Ipensensig. <clears throat> and um, we will perhaps just take a quick break there yeah. and go to the mm-hmm. news. Um, mm-hmm. Robert's flattered that you said Robert Martinez's <laughs> style. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, let's let's continue on this after after the news. Let's just take a quick break and yeah. we'll be back. Sure. This episode of Teachers Talk Radio has been made possible with support from Witherslack Group, the UK's leading provider of SEN education and care. They're here to support you too through an ever-growing offer of free resources, including webinars, podcasts, articles and events aimed at supporting teaching professionals like you. Visit their website at www.witherslackgroup.co.uk to find out more. Imagine a world where you were free to focus on sparking curiosity in your students and giving them access to the awe and wonder of learning. A world where you were supported to deliver a truly personalised education to help all your learners achieve their potential. No need to imagine it, because that's exactly what the Oxford Smart Curriculum Service delivers. Seamlessly integrating curriculum, resources, assessment, next steps and professional development Every component of Oxford Smart is connected and working to provide you with a uniquely coherent and responsive service that empowers you and your students with transformational effect. The Oxford Smart Curriculum Service. When everything connects, anything is possible. Introducing Bulb. With evidence-based learning at the forefront of education, let Bulb digital portfolios help reshape your educational practice. Bulb helps teachers teach and learners learn. Bulb is an easy-to-use, fully accessible digital platform that captures students' digital learning assets in one place, allowing them to evidence their learning and reflect on their growth. Our dedicated team of education specialists are on hand to ensure that Bulb fits seamlessly into all of your teaching practices. Come take a look and get a free account at bulbapp.com. If you're listening to this, then we know we share one thing in common. A passion for the type of outstanding education that every child deserves. That's what makes us the leading provider of specialist education and care. We need people like you to help us achieve even more. With us, you'll be given all the resources and support you need, offered a clear path to career progression, and be rewarded with some of the best salaries and benefits the industry has to offer. We are with a Slack Group. If you'd like to find out more, we'd love to hear from you. Visit www.withaslackgroup.co.uk forward slash careers and be part of our future. This is Teachers Talk Radio and this is Teachers Talk Radio News with Gail Glenn. Michael Fabricant, a Conservative MP for Staffordshire, who suggested teachers enjoyed a quiet drink in the staff room during COVID lockdown, during a BBC interview, has apologised. 
The Lichfield MP has written a response to the National Association of Head Teachers to explain that it had not been his intention to cause offence or demoralise anyone. Paul Whiteman, General Secretary of the NAHT, said the MP's words were wholly inaccurate and deeply insulting. In his letter, Mr Fabricant states, I thought it might be helpful if I make it clear that it was not my intention to cause offence, let alone demoralise anyone, as some have suggested, and I apologise if I have genuinely done so. I applaud the work of nurses, GPs and others in the medical and teaching profession who work long hours under difficult and sometimes impossible conditions during the height of the COVID pandemic to keep us all safe and to educate our children. We all have a debt to them which will be difficult to repay. In a lengthy and wide-ranging interview with BBC Television News, I explained that I was neither judging nor chastising the minority of nurses or teachers who chose to unwind with a few work colleagues after a long shift. Nor did I suggest they were drunk. I know none who were so. In England, the Education Secretary, Nadim Sahawi, launched his Education Sustainability Vision at the Natural History Museum on Thursday evening last week. £11,480 was paid to Taste Studios to provide the food, working out at £48 per head. A spokesperson said, The launch brought together individuals and organisations who can help us implement our strategy in order to galvanise support from them, whether through funding resources, driving public support and awareness or encouraging youth engagement. The government said that it had to use a caterer from the museum's list of accredited suppliers. Staff were asked not to eat or drink at the event as they were there for work and not as invitees. This has been your latest Teachers Talk Radio News with Gail Glenn. This is Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods, your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. Hello, last week I told you about security certificates and how the padlock is not a symbol of a website being secure, but the transmission being encrypted. This week we go a step further and ask how do criminals use this against us? They use something called a subdomain. Just as the prefix sub means below or under, the subdomain is a key to this scam and it can look legitimate to the untrained eye. Subdomains are a way to divide a website into more manageable chunks. For example, for TT Radio, a subdomain could be named Listen. This would read www.listen.ttradio.org. This could be pointed at somewhere other than the main website, for example, Podbean, and allow simple redirection for the user of the website. The issue we face is cyber criminals understand subdomain system and exploit it. So if I were to buy a domain called bank.com and create a subdomain for all popular banks in the UK or even the world and obviously buy a security certificate, I could create copies of bank's web pages on each subdomain and the address would read, for example, HTTPS, oh, it's secure, www.halifax.bank.com. The difference being you're now going to a subsection of my website, bank.com, which happens to be named after a bank. I now start a campaign of emails and texts with a warning to as many people as I possibly can. To make you panic and click without thinking too much, I also add a bit of time pressure into the mix. How does this sound? Halifax alert, you've just paid Steve Woods £500. If this transaction was not organised by you, you have five minutes to log in and cancel. I'm even kind enough to give you the link https www.halifax.bank.com. From there, I collect your login details and empty your bank. Clever, innit? How do we stop this? Always contact your bank directly, not through a link that is sent to you. If unsure, stop and think. As always, don't forget to check out the TT Radio 2022 Twitter feed. Tell us what you want to know about tech. I'm Steve Woods, and that was Two Minute Tech. Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods. Your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio.
and we're back. <laughs> Giovanni. Yes. Welcome back. Yeah. So Thank be you. careful. Be careful of scammers. There you go. Exactly. That's very, very that is advice. what I was just about to say. Yeah, no, it's quite fascinating news yeah. <laughs> for drunk yeah. teachers to yeah. just not being allowed to eat <laughs> to scammers. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Wonderful. Yeah, yeah. So um, tell mm -hmm. us a little bit about your book. Yeah. So like I said, I, um, you know, started, um, work, you know, collaborating with uh, the Ippensan group, um, the Inclusive Practices and Special Educational Needs group uh, at uh, IATEFL. Uh, I think right after I'd had any, when I when I presented results from my dissertation study, and <clears throat> at IATAFL, and I um, they were really really inclusive, and after a couple of years I joined the group and we um, worked on a <clears throat> um, group on a say book together uh, thanks to Anne Margaret Smith who mm -hmm. I believe she was on know? last week. Yep wonderful <laughs> exactly um so she uh, convinced um you know uh, delta publishing um to you know believe in us and uh we managed to put together this uh, group that is called activities for inclusive language um for an inclusive language classroom yep and it um yeah it's a book that we i really enjoyed uh, you know, collaborating for because it's um, it, it's what I like in in resource books. The activities are there; they can pick, they can you know they can be used right away by a teacher. But at the same time, they they're flexible enough to be adapted very very easily. And I think that's really, I mean, for me as a teacher, that, um, you know, is one of the things that I'm looking for in activities that I can use in resource packs. Because yep. If something is too rigid, then you, I can't adapt it. And it's going to just take me longer to try and adapt it than, than it actually is to just create a, a worksheet on my own. So, um, and, and also it's, an, it's, a, it's a book about inclusive activi activities in general, not just um, you know, a collection of activities that, you know, can cater for s certain special educational needs. And that's also one thing that I really like. And it's got useful tips as well as activities. So tips on how to, um, you know, make your, your, your context, your learning context more inclusive, I mm -hmm. guess. And, um, and tips on how to adapt activities to an online learning environment, which is also really relevant at the moment. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you do quite a lot of work with the Ipsensi, <clears throat> and you're probably one of those people who are fortunate enough to be going to Ayatafel. Um <laughs> I, I, I will, I will go and have to go, of course. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm really lucky because I'm a joint coordinator at the moment of the Ipsensi group with um, joint coordinator with Rachel Harris. Mm -hmm. And uh, we, um, you know, we were really excited actually because this is going to be the first Ayatafel in, you know, a while. And okay. we, we have a pre-conference event uh, planned with uh, the Global Issues. Um, SIG, and can you SIG, tell me so a little bit about what happens in, in the pre-conference? Pre, pre um, yep, pre yeah, pre-conference. It's a day, it's a day, yep. Yeah, it's a day, it's on the Monday. So it's, this year is going to be on May 16th. Mm -hmm. So right the, the day before, uh, you know, the main conference show starts and opens. And yeah, we worked with uh, Rose Ayla, the um, coordinator for, you know, GI SIG. And um, we, um, we, the title of our event is Access All Areas, which I'm really proud of. Um, I think it sounds it, great. It sounds, <laughs> yeah. Yes. And it's, uh, we decided to, again, and this is a bit of, a, you know, our obsession together, exploring uh, student and teacher identities. Uh, mm -hmm. in a range of contexts. So we were really looking for critical approaches to, uh, you know, language education and exploring the, the different um, paths and, and, and I guess the different expressions of uh, learner and teacher identity alike. So uh, I'm really excited about it. Yes, yes. 
That sounds, um, and obviously, it is it is international because it is Ayatefu. Um, it's mm-hmm. not Eurocentric, <laughs> mm-hmm. I suppose. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Where where are um, are people coming from? To Ayatefu. To, 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 to your event. I mean, I know Atefu oh. is massive. Um. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, participants hopefully from everywhere and our uh, speakers as well. You know, we have uh, speakers from, you know, Turkey, speakers, you know, from the UK, speakers mm-hmm. living uh, in Italy at the moment. So working in really, really different contexts and, um, and, you know, just as well as our, the members of our group. So uh, hopefully we'll get, you know, participants from, um, you know, all over the world, because really, you know, uh, you know, the, the pre-conference events have become more and more popular in the last couple of years. Um, mm. So those who come to the conference tend to also come for the pre-conference events. I, I think, I think they um, still have a date to sign up or something oh, like that. And okay. then, and then, That's great. Yeah. No, I think it, 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 I mean, they are, as SIGs are, they're special interest groups. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, um, inclusive practices and SEN are obviously area, like growing areas of interest mm-hmm. and really important areas that need, um, <clears throat> they need work. So if mm-hmm. you're working in that area or even just a little bit curious, I think, uh, it's probably worth worth thinking about, um, yeah. and I, I, I mean, I loved going to Ayatefu, but mm-hmm. there is one thing about it: is it, it's so big, <laughs> you yes. kind of yes. run across, run from one place to the other. I'm not sure what the setup in Belfast is yeah. like, but yeah. the idea of having a nice, a smaller day where you don't have yeah. to run around um, is is a good way to kind of get into the conference and. That's a very good interact point. with people and mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and just hang out. It sounds really, really nice. Um, exactly. And I'm, I'm I wish you all the best with it. Sounds um, it sounds Thanks. great. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. Getting back to life in the fast lane. Mm, yeah. <laughs> in the ELT fast lane. Yeah. Um, what are your plans for the future? Wow. Okay, this is a big question. Um, so, well, I'm uh, currently working on something that uh, my next project is, I guess, to research a little bit, um, you know, the culture shock on Celta courses because there were Celta and Delta courses. I will be, in fact, I will be presenting on this together with Jennifer Holden, who's also a trainer in working in Palermo. Oh, Jenny. Yes. <laughs> my love. Yeah. Uh, we will be talking about this at ISFL. Uh, but it's something that I um, wish to explore, you know, even further. This is, uh, you know, just to start because I am, again, uh, really um, fascinated with how uh, we can adapt um, training courses or just in general education to different contexts. And I think mm-hmm. we, you know, there's a lot of, you know, during, this, during the, these training courses, uh, the trainees are under the spotlight, obviously, and I think trainers need to be under the spotlight when we, when the course ends and before the next course starts um, to reflect on our responsibility and our jobs and to be more and more inclusive towards different cultures and different educational backgrounds. I think this is something that is often overlooked. We forget mm-hmm. that uh, you know our trainees, our students, come from different experiences than ours, and we. I think something we need to be we need to remind ourselves of and i know did robert you, will agree with me definitely <laughs> yeah. um, he's probably multitasking and you know writing oh, up a thesis robert, at yeah. the same while Obviously. he's listening to us <laughs> um, no i just i was i had a question and it's got i was also thinking do you think that post-pandemic yeah are um the sort of the celta the typical celta student um, do you think that's changed? Um, I, I think we, uh, the answer, the honest answer is we don't know yet. Mm. Um, I think we need to, because we, obviously we've been running courses online or sets of courses online for the last, uh, you know, couple of years, which mm. we didn't used to. 
Um, I think this has globalized the profile of the typical, you know, uh, Celtic trainee even more than before COVID and before the pandemic. Um, but whether, you know, the profile is going to change, uh, I think we'll find out, um, you know, but what I have noticed is that, of course, people that are taking online courses um, are, you know, some of the participants that we've had over the last years are, you know, uh, teachers that are working in remote areas, for example, in Italy, that wouldn't mm. have had access to the course. And I think in this respect, this has been really, really, uh, you know, inclusive. This experience, this whole nightmare that we've been living for two years <laughs> yep. uh, has been, um, uh, you know, really inclusive and a great opportunity for a lot of people uh, mm -hmm. in education, working in education. Yeah, that's true. Very true. Yeah. People that you didn't think you would be able to reach, yes. you can. Yeah, a Celtic course that I recently worked on um, mm -hmm. was it was actually also a good way to get um, to get practice students because mm -hmm. they didn't necessarily yeah. have to be in the city. So you we have more practice students than sometimes it's a bit of a struggle to get them yeah. in for for the yeah. course. Absolutely. Um, in fact, in fact, Jenny uh, Jennifer Holden is uh, going to talk about that at our PCE <laughs> because that is also you know something that gave access to students, isn't it? I mean, we, we you know, that online uh, tuition, you know, made it possible mm -hmm. for people living, again, in different parts of the world or different areas, even in your own country. Definitely. Wonderful. So that's um, you're presenting, you're staying in Rome. I know what your, your, your plan, your plan is to eventually go back to LA, open up a wine bar and serve yes. bruschettas. <laughs> Yes, because I th I don't, I'm, I'm in love with wine bars here in Italy, and I don't think they've made it to the U.S. <laughs> yet. Not yet. So I, I want them, and I mean, the, the Italian-style Enoteca, so the Italian-style wine bar hasn't made it to the U.S. yet. So I, I tell think you what, Giovanni, for... if you ever come down to Naples, I have to take mm -hmm. you to... Mm -hmm. <laughs> There's a wine bar here, and he's mm -hmm. so funny. Um, he lived and worked in Miami, Oh. <laughs> and he he's brought his Miami wine bar to Naples. <laughs> oh wow! Okay, that's interesting. And it's sort of a, it's the opposite. <laughs> um, okay, too. no, he's we a, definitely. He's a really funny guy. <laughs> we really definitely funny. need to go. Oh yeah. Um, um, but before I mean, and and also something I really want to do in the future is I want to go back to I have a mini mini project in a in a blog that I started, which is not a blog because I don't write anything. That <laughs> <laughs> uh, I started a few years back about inclusion in materials, and um, it's called the unpublished, and that's Ooh. something I want to give more attention uh, to over the next you know, couple of years. So. That's my other project. Wow. Okay. That sounds um, yeah. So you, you're definitely not stopping. You're you're gonna <laughs> keep moving. <laughs> keep moving fast. Well, whether whether in the ELT lane or some other lane. <laughs> some other lane, but yes. No, um, yeah, no, I, I was definitely gonna keep on moving and and hopefully traveling again. I I hope, you know, I'm gonna get back to traveling soon. Um <clears throat> Giovanni, was there anything you wish you'd known when you started out? Anything I wish I'd known mm. when I when I started out as a teacher? Yep. That's an interesting question. Um, yes, uh, because I, yeah, because I'm a perfectionist. Um, okay. I think. Um, what I really wish I'd known when I taught my, I remember my first couple of months or three months, you know, teaching uh, at ITRIOM, I think I wish I'd known that every teacher, every trainer, anyone can have a bad lesson and a bad day. Because I remember feeling, oh gosh, you know, the lesson today was awful and it was terrible and the students were so unhappy and, and then, you know, thinking okay now I just think it's normal you know and, and it happens all the time and it happens even when you you're very experienced 
I think that a lot of that might be the pressure of being on a CELTA course. I don't, I don't yeah. think you're alone in that. And yeah. I think a lot of CELTA trainees need to also realise that too, that yeah. it's, a, it's continuous development, not, um, not that you can you yeah. come in and, and you do it perfectly. Yeah. And also that you can learn from mistakes. I mean, that absolutely. You know, I have a conversation yeah. with my son every day when he comes home and it's so what went well, what mm-hmm. didn't go quite so well, and what have you learned? And it's, it's interesting just sort of encouraging him to reflect on that. Yeah. And yeah. we obviously going back to school post pandemic was sort of homework was a yeah. really tricky thing to kind of start up again, but yeah. he, he's getting there. He's getting there. Yeah, this is something I always forget when I, you know, uh, with something you know, I always get when I start the CELTA course from trainees is <clears throat> I, I guess I, I don't even realize it, but I they often tell me that I'm really good at reality checking during the during the course. I mm-hmm. even um, got an award, a pretend award from uh, <laughs> trainees in the U.S. for reality checking, Mr. Reality Checking, because I, I think it's really important during the course to remind trainees that nothing awful is going to happen if you have a bad day you know nothing yeah. terrible is going to happen you know no one dies and uh, you know it's just, just fine you know that's the great. reality checking is important and what was the award was it like a big um it, it was a, it's a giant i have it here in my room actually it's right here in front of me it's a giant <laughs> It's a giant um, kind of uh, yeah, picture in a, a, of an Oscar award oh. <laughs> with my name and, and kind of a, a drawing that um, is supposedly me, but uh, I mean, it just looks so much better because this girl that was a trainee on the course is great, great. Um, she was great at pa- and painting and drawing, so a real good artist. And um, she made me look a lot more uh, <laughs> handsome than I actually am. <laughs> don't see it. We're on radio. We don't have to worry about exactly, any of that kind exactly. of stuff. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. Um, a couple of silly questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love them. <laughs> okay. Um, what's your favorite word? <gasps> My favorite word. My favorite word is going to have to be style. Oh. my favorite word and the rationale behind that i i think it's really important in life to have style in every a style or half style in everything you do uh, you know you can and it it doesn't i mean i think it's important to do things your own way and 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 not follow just you know, not, not follow the herd, not follow the masses all the time, you know. So, and if you had an adjective to describe your style, what would it be? Oh God! <laughs> Put you on the spot my, here, aren't I? Sorry, <laughs> it's too tempting. <laughs> my style. Um, well, my style is my style. I don't. I don't. I don't know. Actually, I. I think I. I can be. I can be lots of different things, but I definitely have you know, my way of doing things and, and my way also of, um, uh, you know, expressing myself in general, whether, you know, it's, you know, with what I'm wearing or mm-hmm. the way I train or, or, you know, in theater direction, I think you need, I need, I need, I, I've always wanted, I remember as a kid when I, you know, was, when I, or when I started acting and then directing, I wanted to have a style. I just, I wanted to be recognized for my style. That's I also wanted to be Madonna and a pop star, but that's, a different <laughs> that's that, okay. No, but I think, I mean, it, yeah. it, I like the fact that it's your, it's you. So you're happy yeah. with you and so many of our teens and, um, and older learners as well. Mm. Um, mm. There is this kind of, you have to be like mm. the group or like the, but in actual fact, you don't. Um, yeah. So unfortunately, people, some people work that out a bit too late. Yeah. Well, but I think it's also, it, it's really hard because we live in a time where this is what we're taught, right? We're taught mm-hmm. as kids and, and then adolescents that we need to 
aspire to these models uh, that we're that we're subjected to all the time in every field. I mean, even in ELT, I hear this really often. Like, I want to teach like my tutor. I want to teach like that you know, ELT celebrity. No, you need to teach like yourself. I mean, you're yeah. you're you. You know. Yeah, find your your unique. If you could have a superpower, Giovanni, what would it be? A superpower. Um, Not so much as agreeing with your last comment. Yeah. <laughs> good. 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 Oh, thank you, Robert. <laughs> Robert, which super, superpower should I ask for? I would, um, oh, no, I know. I would want to travel uh, back in time. Back in time? Yes. That's yes. interesting. Yes. Yeah, I don't want to learn about the future. No, I don't want to know what's going to happen to me in the future. <laughs> I want to know. I, I would love to travel back in time, though, for sure. Okay. Um, yeah. As a man or a woman, I don't think I'd like to travel too far back in time as a woman. <laughs> Unless yeah. I was. <laughs> That's a good point. Um, would you change anything when you went back in time? In the course of history? Hmm. No, I, I I wouldn't because I would feel like kind of like the movie Back to the Future. You never know what happens if you change a single thing. So no, I mm. wouldn't I wouldn't dare to change things because obviously there were there have been horrible things that uh, have happened you know um, uh, since the beginning of the world, but as we know it. But uh, I wouldn't feel like. Um, you know, I would take that responsibility on me. Mm. Um, and hopefully, if, if hopefully we can just learn from the past and we can change a little bit in the future because yes. it's not. Anyway, let's let's yeah. let's think positively and round this up on a positive note. <clears throat> so when mm -hmm. you get to Belfast, what's mm -hmm. the first thing you're going to do? Oh, I know the answer to that question. I'm going to go out to the bars with my friends, Jenny and Lucy Cottrell. Oh, <laughs> Jenny you are so lucky. Oh, say hello to Lucy and say hello to Jenny for me. That sounds fantastic. And what are you yeah. going to eat? <laughs> I am going to eat, um, I don't know. I've never been to Belfast. I'm going to eat something vegetarian for sure because I don't <laughs> eat meat. Um, and um, I might eat. Maybe cheese salad. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I don't know. Find out some specialities um, in Belfast. Yeah. I know Giovanni. I'm going to drink white wine. Good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I um, I am envious, yes. and I really <laughs> hope you have um, a wonderful week, and yes. I hope that the um, thank you that your seat goes really well. Um, and if people are still interested, they know they can still sign up for the next day or so. And um, yes, keep doing the great work that you're doing. The Ipsensi is a really um, great stick to follow and um, and enjoy. Thank <laughs> you. Send my love to to Lucy and and to Jenny and um, Robert will be there too. You're going, aren't you, Robert? Yeah, Robert, are you coming? I think he. I think no, he, I'm not. Are you not? No, unfortunately, no. Mm. Oh well, we'll go next year. Hey, Robert. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you so much for joining, Giovanni. No, it's been really interesting me. hearing um, hearing about you and your work. And <laughs> you know, if you're in Naples, I will take you to the the Miami style wine bar it's quite extraordinary because it's a it. little door and then it's this huge sort of I don't know you know there's a chandelier and yeah <laughs> yeah yeah let's do it. I'm <laughs> okay. ready all right all right um, you... take care everyone and yes. thank you for joining the show Robert thank you for popping in thank you thank you so much it was wonderful thank you guys. hope to speak to you again soon Giovanni Robert yes um, Everyone, thank you very much for listening. Um, next week, I will be talking to Nick Peachy about ELT materials and many other things. Um, so thanks very much for joining the show, and I'll see you next week at the same time. 
You've been listening to Teachers Talk Radio. Tune in live and listen back at ttradio.org. We look forward to hearing from you next time on Teachers Talk Radio.